What's up, everybody, and welcome to Make That Moolah Show. Today, we're going to be talking about the devaluation of the dollar. Now, there's a statistic that is true, real, and scary that's out there that the United States dollar bill has lost 98% of its purchasing power in the last 100 years. So you could say that well, that's 1920 to, 9, to 2021. Lost 98% of its purchasing power. Now, what does that mean? That means that you could buy a lot less with the dollar than you could 100 years ago. 98% devaluation. It lost 98% of its value. So, you know, you always hear that a million dollars was worth a lot more back then than it was today. Or a piece of gum cost five cents. Now it's 30 cents. Or king size Snickers, when I was growing up, it was a dollar. Now it's like $2.60. Your dollar can buy less. So $1 could buy, $1 back when I was growing up could buy a king size Snickers. Now it can't buy one. You have to have $2.60, $2 to buy one king size Snickers. And that's because the devaluation of the dollar. Now, how does this come about? Well, back in like the 1930s or something, we created the Federal Reserve, which was had the ability to print money. We got off the gold standard in 1971. Dollars used to be backed by gold, but even before 1971, when we got off the gold standard, other countries were worried that the United States was printing way too much money than we had actual gold reserves to back it up. And so they wanted their gold back. They wanted to trade their dollars in for gold. Because, you know, we give them dollars for their goods and services that they're buying from us. And then they had it. And they, they're they eventually like, hey, these are worth something. They're worth that gold that they have. But then they're like, hey, well, maybe they're printing way too much. And they're manipulating their money, printing more than they have as gold reserves. And we want that gold back. And that's when we got off the gold reserve. So then money wasn't backed by anything then. It was just backed by our word and our military and our strength. You know, we won World War II. All these European countries were in debt because of this war. We saved them all, you know, like through the with the Nazis. And there was a lot of debt and shambles in these other countries. We were the reserve currency. So not only does the United States use the dollar bill, a lot of other countries use the dollar bill as well. So when we got off the gold standard in 1971... We created a fiat currency that was backed by nothing. Well, that also made other countries' currency backed by nothing, right? So then the United States could just print money and then print money and print money. So how does that devalue the dollar? Well, you got to think about this. Let's say you have one thing, a one rare thing. I'm just going to make an example. Let's say a, a Michael Jordan rookie card. There's only one in the world. That's going to be valuable because everybody wants that, right? But let's say all of a sudden... A company comes and says, hey, look, at I have 20 million of that same rookie card. That one rookie card is not worth anything now. It's not what it was worth because everybody wanted that one. It's not rare anymore. There's a lot. Now there's 20 million of these Kobe, um, Kobe um, Michael Jordan rookie cards. So it's not worth as much because there's more. So that is how the dollar devalues. They're printing more. They're printing more and more every year. And I think it was like $12 trillion have ever been printed. So the more they're printing with nothing backing it up, there's more dollars. That means it becomes less valuable. And the Federal Reserve tries to keep what is called the inflation rate at 2% per year. So they want to they see goods and 
prices and everything go up around 2% per year. They want that to happen. And mainly, you know, there's a lot of different reasons for that. You know, you want houses to go up so people think that their value is going up. So they want to buy one. It keeps people investing. It gives people motivation. Um, it also raises, it makes companies raise uh, wages so people think, hey, I'm getting more money. And a lot of people are kind of ignorant to the fact that, hey, I'm getting more money. But you might only get a 1% raise when inflation might be 3% that year. So you're not even keeping up with inflation. And that's where the problems come, right? And this is why the devaluation of the dollar kind of it kind of makes people poorer over time. And the government and the Federal Reserve want a 2% inflation rate on average. So if you take that 2% over year, over year, over year, over year, that's happening what the government wants on average. Every year, the dollar is losing value because products and prices and goods are going up 2%. But the dollar is still a dollar. If you had a dollar in the bank 100 years ago in a vault and you took it out now, it's still a dollar. But all goods have went up. So that's why it's devaluing. You can buy a lot more stuff. If you had $100 in a vault or you had $100 back in 1920, you could buy it. A bunch of gold, uh, sorry, a bunch of milk and a bunch of bread and eggs and a bunch of different things with $100. Imagine how much groceries you could get, but now you can't buy that much. Go to the grocery store now and see how much $100 will buy. You'll be like, what the hell did we buy? You look in your refrigerator like, what the heck did we get for that $100? You don't get that much. And this is going to continue. We've lost 98% of the dollar's value in the last 100 years. And we printed more money in this last couple of years than we had, I think it's like 25%, 30% of the, all dollars ever created were printed in the last couple of years because of the coronavirus and government just reckless spending. And every time you hear them, they're like, oh, we got this new bill. It's $3 trillion. We got this new thing. It's $2 trillion. They're just, they have to print this money in order to get this money. And then they got to pay interest on that money. So the more that we borrow in order for all these programs, the more interest we have to pay. And that's going to affect future generations. They're the ones that are going to have to pay it back. But that also creates inflation. So now we're even getting higher inflation. So it's usually around 2%. That's the, the dollar devaluing. But they also switch their numbers, the government does. So they say, well, this isn't in the inflation numbers anymore. So they try to keep it lower. But real inflation, they say, could be up 10 to 12%. They could say, they say something like that if you actually use the same system as they did in the 70s to get the inflation numbers it would be like 10 to 12 percent but you know they fudged the numbers and all that stuff but the real inflation rate is around four or five percent this year so that means you can purchase four or five percent less houses went up like 20 percent this year i heard some people's houses went up 20 percent so think about that for you could it's harder to buy a house now because it went up in value if you just had cash so this is why you got to invest your money you got to invest your money to beat inflation first. That's the first thing you got to do. And then you got to figure out, you know, what stock and all that other stuff to buy. But you have to invest because if you just have your money in, in a bank account that pays less than 1%, you know, probably pays 0.1%, 0.01%, doesn't pay nothing, you're getting, you're just losing money every year. So if you had $1,000 saved up in the bank, five years from now, you're going to be able to buy a lot less. So you're not. But if you had an investment that made money, then you could uh, buy more. You know, like you buy the same amount of stuff and maybe then some. So that's why you got to invest. But inflation is it's going to keep happening because they keep printing money. And then it's like a drug addict. The more you get, 
the more you get immune to it, then you need more. And then you get immune to that, and then you need more. And that's what the government does. They're getting more and more and bigger numbers and bigger numbers. And they want to raise minimum wage to $15 an hour because they say, well, inflation's good because then you rise um, raise wages. But when you got runaway inflation, hyperinflation, that's when it comes detrimental to everybody. It's a hidden tax on the people, and the dollar just keeps devaluating and devaluating and devaluating. And it's you know pretty sad to see, but that is another reason why people like things like Bitcoin. Because there's only going to ever be 21 million Bitcoin, and no monetary policy can ever change that. Because it's a code that's already out there, nothing can change it. But why these politicians in the Federal Reserve, they could just keep printing and printing and printing and printing. So who knows... They could, you know, they have a problem, they print more. And then you have to pay all this interest. Well, you got to print more in order to pay that interest. So it's almost like a pyramid scheme. It's almost like a pyramid scam because now you got to, you got to print more money in order to pay off the interest that you borrowed 10 years ago. And that just creates more inflation and devalues it all or any more, even more. So that is kind of like why and how the dollar devaluates, devalues. And it's going to just continue happening. So this is a fair warning to go invest your money. Having your money sit there. I know some people out there that has $50,000 probably in their savings. People have $10,000 in their savings. It's losing money. You're going to be able to buy less. Snickers used to be a dollar. Now it's $2.60. Maybe it'll be $5 one day for Snickers. So invest your money. That's the because the dollar is devaluating. And I hope you got something from this episode. Um, I'm Cash Money Gula. Like and subscribe, and I'll see you guys in the next episode.